Welcome to Playmakers, everyone. I'm Haley Elwood, and also welcome to March. Welcome to Women's History Month. We are back this month for three very special episodes highlighting three really amazing women making their mark in the NFL. And we are kicking things off with Vanessa Hutchinson. Vanessa is the Senior Manager of Football Development for the league. She's coming off the fifth annual Women's Careers in Football Forum, and she's here to talk about that and a lot of the other inclusionary efforts that are happening within the NFL. So let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Vanessa Hutchinson. Vanessa, thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing today? I'm doing well today. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So the NFL just wrapped up the fifth annual Women's Careers in Football Forum just a couple weeks ago. I had Sam Rappaport on last year to talk about it, but for those who might have missed it or may not know, how would you describe that forum? So the forum is this two-day event that we host, uh, usually at the Combine, but this year virtually. Uh, it's invite-only. It consists of 40 qualified women, majority of which are currently working in college football and tend to have about one to three years of experience in that industry. Um, and it's an opportunity for the women to learn, develop, uh, and network, and really figure out the NFL is for them. And if it is, what areas they're interested in, and then introduce them to connections that can help them you know, progress in their careers. And so what it really does is it it's a way for us to get rid of the excuse from clubs that they cannot find qualified women. Um, you know, the, the biggest known fact around the league is that men have these inner circles that they run in and that's how people get jobs and women are not a part of that. And so the forum is an attempt to add those women into the circle so they can end up on short lists for jobs just as it works for men. Yeah. I think the term boys club gets thrown around a lot, especially in the NFL. I sat in on day one. That was one of the really cool parts of it being virtual this year was allowing media members to sit in. And someone had said at one point, the NFL, they don't even do this for men. Like this is such a cool and such a unique opportunity for it to be though virtual for this year. What was that format like? How did that work for you guys? Uh, it was different for sure. Like it was the biggest event any of us had put on virtually. Um, we were streaming it to the clubs, we were streaming it to the media. And so there was a lot of prep work on the back end done. And I, I credit Andy Jamal for, for teaming up with us and handling all that. But this is the first year we utilize Zoom even, you know, to meet the women in consideration for the forum invites. So that became a helpful avenue for us. It felt more official as we were meeting the women. We could read their body language. We could look someone in the eye, you know, granted, you know, through a camera, but it helped us yeah. get to know them more. And then, you know, there were no limitations of being in Indianapolis um, and only, you know, having a certain number of rooms to, you know, keep the forum within. So we had no space limitations. We were able to invite anyone we wanted to speak and be a part of it and travel was not a factor because um, generally some of the invites we put out is their, their responses. They don't generally go to combine so they right. can participate. And so that was a huge plus. We had breakout sessions and they served to be more intimate than they, than we thought they would be. The speakers felt like they got to know the participants really, really well. And it was more conversational than you thought you could achieve virtually. And I think, the biggest thing was the participants knew they had to stand out in front of a camera. Uh, they didn't have the opportunity to walk up to someone and give them a handshake and introduce themselves. So it was so interesting to watch participants, whether they were interacting with the panelists or they're a bit more, um, you know, in the intimate setting of the breakout session, but they were, they would introduce themselves to every person. They would ask the most meaningful questions and they did their homework to make sure they asked deep questions um, that would really help them stand out with the club representatives. And so I thought that's, those are some of the benefits of, of, of conducting it virtually. I kind of love that because as we've now gone through pretty much a whole year, essentially on Zoom or in a virtual setting, there are positives to take away from it. And I think that's a really cool point that you make too about it not being limited to certain parts of the country or maybe travel as a hindrance or anything like that. And I love what you said too about 
having good questions and being able to stand out as well, that really you have one opportunity, but all those women made the most of it. For you specifically, your role, Senior Manager of Football Development for the NFL, what was your sort of part in all of this? So, you know, the awesome thing about Sam is like this vision is hers, you know, from years back and she came up with this and I was hired on by Sam three years ago, actually, you know, and a big part of my hiring was to work on the forum with her, help keep it growing, help um, make it get better, meet more women and bring them in for this. And so um, I've worked in college football and I've worked for the front office of a club and Sam viewed those as valuable assets and wanted that perspective in approaching the forum. Um, and, you know, some of that came in and, you know, we made college football really become the pipeline for this forum. And so, um, you know, since I was hired, Sam, you know, it's Sam and I usually the beginning of every year, just initially in an office or on a call brainstorming what we want this forum to be, you know, who we want to invite. Um, and the sky's the limit with Sam, which is the most awesome. Part. Great. <laughs> um, and then we go we go to work, you know, and a lot of what I do is I meet and talk with a lot of the women that we end up inviting, holding calls year round. And Sam will hop in on those as well, uh, handle the majority of the speakers that we bring in for the panelists and the breakout sessions and our strategy behind who we want to bring in for those. Um, you know, and as it's grown, we've we've brought on more and more help. Um, and, you know, it's just it's it's my favorite event of the year. And anyway, I can contribute is awesome, but it's always a group effort and no one has ownership over anything. Like we constantly consult each other before every decision is made with the forum because we all kind of care so greatly about it that we just want to make sure we're doing what's right. It's a team, right? Yes. Just like anything else, yes. <laughs> even if it's not directly playing on the field. One of the things that you had mentioned too is giving these women an opportunity. I think as a woman in sports, I think all of us though, you know, we do need male allies. There are still a lot of men in top roles, leadership roles. You look at football teams and you look at coaches and GMs, it's all male dominated right now. Seven head coaches, six general managers were part of the forum. What was it like to see those men just be active champions for women in their roles in this game? I mean, it, it, it means the world. And that's where the support has to come from. It has to come from those making the decisions, the ownership, the head coaches, the general managers. Um, and, you know, you look at who who came into the forum this year. We have a younger generation, you know, of, of coaches and GMs that are starting their regimes. And, it, you know, at some point or another, a lot of those, those guys have worked with women in their front office, whether that be at the college level or the professional level. We look at Brad Holmes, who came from the Rams, where women are in operations, they're entering the conditioning, they're in administration. Like, it's just normal to them. And they see women as belonging. And I just, you know, I think just the biggest testament is that, you know, we had Terry, we had Brad, we had Nick Casario, we had Coach Sala, all that are only weeks into their new jobs, (laughs) but literally asking us how they can be involved in this initiative. Um, And it really tells you that, like, from the get-go, these new regimes are valuing diversity and want to incorporate it. So it's less of trying to get a club to embrace it and incorporate it, but they're starting from the beginning. And I think as more of those new regimes, um, you know, get up and running, you're going to see more progress. They're they're more sincere in what they're doing um, and they're not checking a box. They want this to be part of, you know, the legacy they built. Well, at the end of the day, too, I think you ask any woman, you really ask anyone in sports and and you get the job because you're good at it. You know, you shouldn't, like you said, check a box and be like, okay, we have a woman on this team. It's that she does that job better than anyone else. And I think one of the really, really cool things, you mentioned some of the newer coaches and newer GMs who are on the call, but you had some veteran guys as well. A few coaches gave out emails, like their own personal emails to have women send them their tape, whatever it is. How cool is it just to see that connection being made in a really, really authentic way? 
I mean, it, it, it was really great. You know, they, they, they were so casual about it. They plugged into the chat box of the Zoom and just, you know, hit send and said, if you need anything, you know, let us know. And it was great because, you know, like I said before, like women have been known to be out of those inner circles for yeah. so long that men have. And for a head coach to give a woman a direct link to them, uh, the decision maker, ultimately, like that's a game changer. Um, that's that's a whole group of women that can now reach out and say, you know, thank you for the opportunity that you, you know, gave us the Women's Forum and continue to follow up with them on their careers and what's going on and maybe potentially have an opportunity with them someday. So 118 women have secured jobs since the forum's inception. We saw two women coach in the Super Bowl. I was there. I couldn't talk about Super Bowl 55 without talking about the impact that Sarah Thomas had on the game as well. What does that tell you about the progress that's being made with women in the NFL? Women belong, and it's 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 close for discussion at this point. I, I know progress can never really be quick enough, it seems like, but you know the clubs and the fans are receptive to what's happening right now and going on in the league, and there's really no going back to that old boys club. And and you know pretty soon the clubs that don't have women in their front office will be in the minority. Yeah, yeah, I could see that as well. I think. You know, I, I did a little piece ahead of the Super Bowl hosting there, and we talked a lot about, you know, women specifically and that impact that they had on the game. And I went back to a quote that Katie Sowers had from Super Bowl 54, where she said, look, it's awesome that I'm the first, but what's most important is that I'm not the last. And we've, we're so far past that, even just a year later. And I think, yes. like you said, it's going to be the minority very, very soon. When you look at the women that were on the call, the participants in the forum, so many different backgrounds, whether it was women interested in training, front office, coaching, if someone is interested, maybe listening, how could they be a part of future sessions? Get in touch with Sam Rappaport and, yeah. and myself. And, and, and it's not it's not difficult. I mean, I LinkedIn messages, I, I answer all of them. Um, maybe not the fastest, but I get to everybody. I make <laughs> sure we connect. Uh, Sam is great with that too. Um, and, you know, the clubs are also great allies in this. They, they say, you know, I came across this woman when I was visiting a school scouting and she was really impressive. Here's her resume. I'd love to connect you all. And so really just, you know, figuring out how to get in touch. And like I said, we're around my LinkedIn's right there. Um, connect with me. And those are all options for that. But, um, you know, the other thing is you're just making sure you have that experience and you're ready to go for the forum, you know, go to your local college, your local high school, your, your football teams there. And if, if you want to gain more experience and really grow your network, you know, find the time to, to you know, to volunteer with them, too. And that's a, that's a big piece of it is kind of the, the people who will kind of take any avenue they can to get experience. You know, the clubs love seeing that. <laughs> I love one of the things that one of the women said, or, or maybe it was it was a, a guest on the call where they had mentioned, you know, hey, if you're interested in learning more about tape, like call your local high school, ask a coach to, you know, sit with that high school coach and break down film of their team and just find different, like you said, ways and avenues to get more involved in the game, be more educated. I think one though great thing is that there's so many more resources out there right now, but like you said too, it is also on you to, to put yourself in the best position possible. Now for you personally, I know your role with the NFL expands just beyond the forum, but what else are you doing throughout the year to help just promote and expand diversity and inclusion in the league? Yeah. So I, you know, I work for the league office and I work in football operations. So I'm running right under the guidance of, you know, Troy Vincent. And, you know, this is really his passion, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so the programs that I'm able to work on are, you know, the Bill Walsh Diversity Coaching Fellowship, 
which is open to former NFL players and college coaches and hoping to get their hands hands on experience with clubs, uh, whether it's training camp or mini camp or OTAs. Um, and the same goes for the Nunn-Wooten Scouting Fellowship, which I, which I oversee as well. And that, that really falls on the scouting side of things and helping to you know create opportunities and, and build networks uh, for those interested in getting into the scouting realm. And, and those are just a couple of things. And we always have programming going on within our football operations department. But um, like I said, it's, it's, it's Troy's passion. And so it's, a, it's primarily what I focus on year round. Football teams, we've heard microcosms of society, but when you look at sort of the business side of that, how does diversity, how does inclusion, how does adding more voices to the room really benefit those front offices overall? Yeah, I mean, 100%, you know, being the microcosms of society, when you surround yourself with like-minded people, it puts you at a disadvantage and, and it closes you off, you know, to a majority of, you know, candidates that, that are right for the candidate pool and qualified. And when people that think like you, that look like you, that run in the same circles as you is all you surround yourself with, you don't allow yourself to, you know, challenge your thought process, mm-hmm. to challenge your outlook on the world, uh, to grow and develop. And when you embrace diversity and inclusion and you allow perspectives in and unique experiences into your club, you're at a benefit. It can change so many different things. You can reevaluate the way you evaluate players, the way you coach players, uh, the way you're you know, building muscle on players and strength and conditioning or utilizing right. data and analytics. There are so many different viewpoints um, and, and perspectives that really could be embraced and make your club better for it. And I think that's really, really important to note. And when your biggest assets of your organization, your players are diverse, your front office needs to match that. And I think that all becomes applicable to outside organizations as well and society as a whole. Absolutely. And then lastly, Vanessa, look, at some point, women working in football, it's going to become the norm. It's not going to become the news. But as Sam Rappaport told me last year, we're going to keep having this conversation until it does. For you personally, what is your ultimate goal for women working in the NFL? Honestly, my goal is for women to realize that they belong just as much as anyone else. There are a number of women who have talked themselves out of pursuing a career in the NFL because it just didn't seem in the cards. And like, I believe as we keep sending the message, you know, one through the forum that they belong, but as long as women continue to grow and ascend in NFL front offices, as long as firsts become seconds and thirds, and as long as diverse experiences and perspectives become more valued by leadership, that sense of belonging will really overshadow, you know, all the other noise. We're going to keep the conversation rolling. Vanessa, thank you so much for coming on. We really, really appreciate it. Happy Women's History Month. We'll end it there. Thank you so much, Sam. Thank you for having me. Thank you.